You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Belinda Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. My sermon topic this morning is, are you the one? Are you the one? And by the end of my sermon, I'm I'm sure you're going to know what I'm talking about. But the question remains, are you the one? We serve a good God. He's faithful, he's just, he loves you. But most of all, God is not embarrassed by your situation. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, God is not embarrassed by your situation. God does not run away when you make a mistake. He loves you. He's kind and he's compassionate. We see this in the word when we see Jesus being confronted with a man with leprosy. Here's a man with leprosy coming to Jesus and and where society had pushed him away and said to him, he does not belong. God says, you belong. Do you know leprosy was mentioned over 40 times in the Bible? It's amazing. I was so surprised. I was going to speak on worship this morning and the Lord said to me, no, I want you to speak about the 10 lepers. So we see leprosy in the Bible in the Old Testament with Miriam getting leprosy when when she spoke against Moses. And we see Gehazi and we see Naaman, Naaman, who the soldier who prophet Elisha says to him, go and dip in in the dirty Jordan River seven times, amen, to get your healing. Because leprosy was an incurable disease. Do you maybe have something in your life that you need God to get a hold of? For a leper in the old days, it needed a prophet. One prophet could heal one man. But in the New Testament, we see Jesus being confronted with a leper twice in his life. Twice in his life. And you must remember, leprosy was not something that somebody wanted. It actually evoked fear in people. Because leprosy would ostracize people and take them out of their community. Do you know what I'm speaking about? It was an incurable disease. And as people used to get leprosy, their bodies used to change. They'd get a pain. It would be numbness. Suddenly, they wouldn't be feeling. So a leper would walk and maybe not feel that he'd burnt his foot. Or he would touch something and not feel that he'd been cut. This person, whether it was a man or a wife, had been removed from his loved ones. He was called the walking dead. I'm just laying a foundation, church. Stick with me. I'm telling you, God's going to do something amazing in your life this morning. This leper comes from a physical point of view. He has has to wear cloths. And every time he sees someone, he has to scream, unclean, unclean. And this leper, he doesn't just have to scream, unclean. Because of the rotting flesh in his body, he didn't just scream, unclean. People would smell him long before he was there. Amen. There was a smell on his body. And this leper would come and he would, from being in normal society, because of this disease, he lost everything. He lost his family. If he had a husband or a wife, he lost his husband or a wife. If he had children, he had to say goodbye to his children. Can you imagine the devastation of having leprosy in the days of Jesus? If a leper died, they'd have to burn his home. He lived alone and he died alone. 
Can you imagine how devastating that must be to get a disease like that? To get them clean, the priests had to declare them clean. They were like the health inspectors, amen? But Jesus was confronted with leprosy twice in his life. Once in Luke 5, verse 12 to 16, he was confronted by the 10. But before that, he was confronted by a man that came and fell at his feet and said, Master, Jesus, if you're willing, can you make me clean? Isn't that us sometimes today? Jesus is so willing but we come and we say, because of what we have done, we come and we say, Jesus, Master, are you willing? And Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man said, and said, I am willing. A leper would never be touched. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning, church? So this man comes and Jesus says, I'm willing. And he reaches out his hand and he says, I am. Be healed, be cleaned. The second time Jesus is confronted is by a group of people. We are going to focus on this group this morning. This is found in Luke 17, verse 11 to 19, where Jesus is confronted by lepers begging him for mercy. So as you look at the next skit, I want you to focus on what the Holy Spirit is saying to you this morning. Amen. These group of people were begging Jesus begging him, saying, Son of David, have mercy. From a distance, they stood, saying, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Show yourself to the Jewish priests and be examined. that were healed they refused to return and give thanks and glory to God except you a foreigner from Samaria arise go for your faith has brought you salvation and healing this morning church are you one of those that return to Jesus and say thank you for what he has done? Or are you part of the nine that only want what Jesus gives? All of them stood together saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. From a distance they stood saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Are you part of the nine that say, Jesus, I want you at a distance. 
I don't want you closer. I only want what you can give me. I don't want to know you as the man. I don't want to know you as the man. Or are you part of the one that says, Jesus, I don't just want your gift. I want to know you, the man. Church, this is a sobering thought. Because many of us stand apart from Jesus and we say, I'm going to stand at a distance. I don't want to come close to Jesus. I don't want to touch Jesus. I want what he has for me, what he can do for me. Is that not true, church? But are you that one that returns continually over and over and over again, coming back to say, Lord, I love you. Do you come back to Jesus and say, Jesus, Master, not just Jesus, by saying, Jesus, Master, the, the whole group shouted, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. But it was just a confession out their mouths and not out their hearts. Because when it came to being Master, they stopped. Because if He is your Master, He's in control of everything. Amen. If he's just Jesus, somebody that I can quickly tap into for something, then it's a different relationship. But many people get amnesia. Once God has healed them and delivered them and set them free, it's like these nine lepers that are saying, thank you, Jesus. Their confession for that whole day was, you know what? God healed me. Do you know what was this man's confession? This man's confession was, I met Jesus. Amen. An attitude of gratitude, an attitude of thanksgiving made him turn back. Can you imagine? It made him turn back. But the nine, which was 90% church, the 90% didn't return. Who are you this morning? This is my sermon topic. Are you the one? Are you the 90 that just wants to serve God for what you can get out of him? Or are you the one that says, Lord, even if you do nothing else for the rest of my life, you have done enough for me to know to serve you for the rest of my life. Whether you heal me or not, you are my healer. Whether you deliver me or not, you are my deliverer. Whether you set me free or not, you are my, my, my deliverance in a thousand levels, Lord. I'm not serving you for what I can get. I'm serving you for you. You see, these people were healed from their sickness. This man was healed from much more than sickness. He was healed spiritually, mentally, physically. And he as a Samaritan, which was a mixed culture, which wasn't even supposed to come close to Jesus. He got an opportunity to speak to Jesus. Amen. He got an opportunity to say, Jesus, thank you. And that's even our worship this morning. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy. I just want to come and say thank you. I'm not barging into your presence to demand you to do something. I'm coming into your presence and I'm just saying, Lord, thank you. 
I've opened my eyes this morning. I've, I've come to church this morning. Many people are having church in bunkers this morning, afraid of the world. But many times, church, just like these lepers, we maybe don't have leprosy on the outside of us. We have leprosy on the inside of us. We have bitterness, hatred, and resentment that we think is more important than the presence of Jesus. We hold on to it knowing that we should let it go. And just like the lepers, as their symptoms progressed, our bitterness and hatred progresses. Just like a leper was losing limbs, you would lose relationships. Just like a leper would be ostracized from community, you were ostracizing yourself because of these walls that you are building. Are you with me this morning, church? Just like these lepers, you're crying unclean, unclean, because you don't want anyone to come close to you because of what you've gone through. Is it really worth the presence of the Lord? Is it really worth it? And just like these people, where you, you couldn't get, have feeling in their limbs anymore, guess what? Bitterness, resentment, and hatred makes you not feel anymore. Because you know what? Bitterness, hatred, and resentment cannot stay in one portion of your heart. It has to go to the whole heart. And you can't just com compound that peace to one person. It starts having fruit in other relationships. And our precious Holy Spirit says, I do not share a heart with hatred. I do not share a heart with bitterness. Amen? I do not share a heart with offense. You choose. Are you the one? Are you the one that's going to live a different life? Are you the one that says, Jesus, I choose you? Or are you part of the 90 that harbors that offense and says, you know what? I seriously deserve this. You see, you have to accept the miracle in God's presence. Just like this man was here, he was, he was walking. You know, in those days, even as Jesus looked at them, you know, in the old days, let me backtrack, Elisha sent Naaman to go and, and dip himself seven times in a very ugly, dirty river, right? Jesus, by his words, he brought healing. He never touched them before that moment. He said, go and show yourself to the priests. Did he not church? One word from Jesus is enough. One word. Jesus is looking at you and he's saying, you know what? Society says you are this and this and this. I'm saying, I love you. I touched a leper when society said I shouldn't. I didn't just bring life to one. I brought life to many by one word. One word. But the, the group of lepers had to go in obedience they had to turn around and they had to go because at that stage they weren't healed yet. Did you notice that church? They weren't healed yet. By the time he said to them, go to the priest, their obedience as they were walking, they saw, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, my hand, I, I have a hand again. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, look, look at me. My skin pigmentation is changing. Oh my goodness, look at me. I don't have pain anymore. My hair's growing back. My eyebrows are growing back. As they were walking in obedience to the Lord, church today, 
You have to walk in obedience to the Lord. That's our part to play. And as we walk in obedience to the Lord, the Lord says, keep your eyes on me. You say, no problem, Jesus. My eyes are on you. Jesus says, go left. You can say, go left, Jesus. We're going left. Jesus says, go right. We say, yes, Jesus, let's go right. Because I don't just want from you, Lord. I want you. They got their healing. He was made well. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning, church? This is exciting stuff. They got what they wanted. He got much more. He got the opportunity to raise his voice and shout, Jesus, glorify you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you do that still today, church? Do you come before him and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the small things in life. Church, if we have Jesus Christ alone, we have enough. We have enough. Thanksgiving out of his heart drew Jesus' attention. Today, access to God's presence is through thanksgiving. When we drive in this building, in this home every day, my husband and I look at each other and we say, thank you, Jesus. We have a home. Amen? When you drive in your church, thank Jesus with us. Say, thank you, Jesus, for this beautiful church you've given us. Thank you, Jesus, for our beautiful children's church. Thank you, Jesus, for our beautiful children with special needs. Thank you, Jesus, for every baby in the household of Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for every teenager in the household of Christ. Thank you for the friends you formed in the household of Christ. Is that your heart's cry when you drive in these gates? Or as you drive in these gates, he said, Lord, I want you to heal me, deliver me, set me free, protect me, be with me, be with my family, be with my, my dog at home, be with my cat, protect everyone else. Amen? Come on, church, let's just be real this morning. Sometimes we do that. Am I speaking to the right people? I include myself in that statement. I also have to sometimes quiet my heart and say, God, you are the beginning and the end of everything. You are what it is all about. It's not about having that perfect relationship. It's not about having that perfect life. It's not about having that perfect car or that perfect house or that perfect job. If I have you, I have enough. If I have you, I have enough. Just like these lepers, God will rewrite your story. I don't think you heard me, church. God is ready to rewrite your story. There is never an end. There's always another chapter with him. Amen. And maybe your chapter one looks a bit gray, but chapter two is going to have some yellow and green and red. And chapter three is going to have some blue and orange and all the beautiful colors God has for you. It's never over. It's never over. But you, as the individual church, has to hand God the pen to write your story. Amen? I have to surrender and say, God, I'm tired of writing my story. I'm getting it quite messed up. Amen? I'm getting all the characters mixed up. Take the pen of my life and rewrite my story. 
And as you rewrite my story, I'm going to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When Jesus says you are more than an overcomer, you are like that one man going to say, thank you, Jesus. When Jesus says you're going over and not under, like the one man, you're going to say, thank you, Jesus. When Jesus says you're the head and not the tail, you're going to say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, church. This is exciting stuff. If a leper did not scare Jesus away, a leper that the whole society ostracized and hated and detested and didn't ever want to be close to them, what is it that God can do for you? Is your, is your story different to a leper? We can never be too good or too bad to warrant God's attention. Whether you've got it right this week or you haven't got it right this week, God wants to be there and write your story. He wants to turn your nighttime into daytime. He wants to turn your day into a brighter day. And tomorrow we get new mercies, new strength, because His mercies are new every morning. If we just get a revelation of this, our lives will change every morning when light breaks through darkness. God says, my light is ready to break through in your, in your situation. Is your situation too hard for God? If dirty, filthy lepers did not push Jesus away or put him off, what is your situation that can put him off? Amen? God changed their confession from unclean unclean into I'm clean I'm clean <laughs> let's give the Lord a hand this morning church come on God is changing your confession you are not unclean he's saying you are clean because of me you are clean because of me your situation does not embarrass me the nails that you were supposed to take on the cross, church, Jesus took for you. It should have been your blood flowing out of your veins on that cross that day, church. And Jesus said, no way. It should have been your crown on your head that day, church. It should have been your whipping. It wasn't Jesus' place to do it. It should have been your side that was pierced. Not his. The cross was meant for you. Isn't this a sobering thought? But Jesus took my punishment. He said, I love you enough to do this for you. Whether you come to me and want me as a friend, or whether you don't. Are you the one that wants Jesus as a friend? Or are you the one that only wants what Jesus can do for you? Turn to your neighbor and say, are you the one? For the sins he's forgiven me, I have enough to be thankful for, for the rest of my life. For the sins he's forgiven me of, I have enough to be grateful for, for the rest of my life. For the sins he has taken for me, I have enough to be grateful for, for the rest of my life. Can we just take a moment and just close our eyes and... And say, Lord, 
This morning, I don't want to come and ask anything of you. I just want to come and say, I love you. And thank him, church. If we look around, we thank him for the beautiful flowers and trees, the grass, birds that fly. Thank you, Lord, for the air that we breathe, Father. May we give at least one breath of air back to you in worship every single day, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, for your goodness, Father. Take the pen of my life, Jesus. The next chapters belong to you. I'm not going to serve you for what you can do for me, Father. I'm going to come back into your house weekly and say thank you, thank you, thank you, my Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your sweet, sweet presence. You see, church, our worship is not just on a Sunday, crying out as a, in a loud voice like that man, or kneeling down before him, or shouting, worthy is the lamb that was slain. Our worship is daily. As we walk on a Monday, I'm saying, my Jesus, walk with me. As I walk on a Tuesday, I say, my Jesus, walk with me. As I walk on a Wednesday, I say, my Jesus, walk with me again. On a Thursday, my worship, Jesus, as I go to work, walk with me, Lord. On a Friday, walk with me, Jesus. On a Saturday, walk with me, Jesus. And on a Sunday, walk with me, Jesus. Faithfulness to God allows him to finish the work he has begun in you. Don't just accept a miracle. Abide in his presence. Don't just accept a miracle. Don't just want a miracle like a spoiled child. Can you imagine what happened to the leper who was touched by Jesus? Can you imagine how his life changed? He still wants to change your life today. He still wants to change your life today. And even if Jesus had to choose today, he would still say, the nails that they deserve, God, I will take them. The crown that they deserve, Jesus, the crown of thorns, I'll take it, Lord. The piercing in the side, Jesus, I'll take it. Lord, I'll take it for them. Jesus says, I will do it over and over again because my love is steadfast and unfailing. My love has no beginning and no end. My love for you is deeper than the deepest ocean and higher than the highest mountain. My love for you is bigger than what you can ever imagine. My love for you is not based on what you do or what you say. I love you regardless. I just want a relationship with you. I don't just want to be Jesus. I want you to call me master. And in calling you master, a surrendered life, I will walk with you. And we will walk together. And I will talk with you. And we will sing together. And we will dance together. And we will worship together. Because church, Jesus says he loves you. He loves you. And more than that, 
He says, come, now that you've met me, let's walk together and tell others about me. Let's take another leper out of being isolated and bring him back. Let's take another person and draw him close. The healing, the deliverance that you experience. Let's go together and save someone else. Because God says he's given us power to heal and to give the leper hope. We should love as Jesus loved and serve as Jesus serves. It's a very different walk, church. Are you willing to give your life to him with no clauses? No, Lord, I'm going to give you my life, but this section of my life, I'm going to keep it at a distance from you. This section of my heart, don't touch, is a big sign saying, no entry, do not touch. You know, we all have that, where we have to open our hearts and say, Lord, have all of me so that I can have all of you. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, are you the one? Are you that one leper that came back to Jesus and said, Jesus, I choose you. I don't just want your healing. I want a relationship with you. I want to know you not just as my healer, but as my savior, as my friend. Is Jesus your friend? Is Jesus your friend? Do you love spending time with him? It's been proven that the more time we spend with the Lord, the more our lives get rejuvenated by the word. Day by day by day, as we read his word slowly, attentively, repeatedly. Amen? The band always jokes with me when I say, read your word. Then they say, slowly, attentively, repeatedly. Amen? Or are you reading your Bible just to tick your list? God, I read my Bible. Moving on. (laughs) Amen? Because a relationship is with my husband. I need to spend time with him. I miss him when he's not here. And I miss the moment that we're reunited because I, I don't like spending life without him. And isn't that the same with you? Do you miss Jesus when you don't spend time with him? Or are you part of the, of the nine that said, thank you very much? Because church, as we walk with the Lord life becomes very different. As we walk with the Lord, we realize that as I walk with Jesus, every day becomes a new adventure. Amen. Women, we don't have to suffer under anxiety and fear and depression. This is not our label. That is not our cloth to wear. But society says we have to be depressed, we have to live in fear, we have to be anxious. Gentlemen, the same with you. We live in Gauteng. Hallelujah. We need God's grace every morning. Amen. But you know what? It's a beautiful place to remain in His grace. Because He gives you fresh grace every single morning. Every single morning. So if I start worrying about tomorrow, church, guess what? My grace isn't there for tomorrow yet. So tomorrow can hurt me. Do you hear what I'm saying? His grace is given every day just for that day. So if I'm worrying about 48 hours from now or 72 hours from now or next month, I'm actually just not got the grace for there yet. 
And that's why it's making me sick. Amen? But if I wake up every morning and say, my Jesus, my Savior, let's do this together today. How different will your day be? As I go in work and I'm aware of him all the time, I'm meditating on him. Jesus, I love you. Holy Spirit, thank you for just being so sweet and gentle and kind. Thank you for leading me. Then my day changes, doesn't it? So whether I have a wonderful day and everybody's doing according to my plan or not, it doesn't matter because the place in my heart is number one. And that place, there's only one chair. And that chair can only be taken by one thing. So if you take a fence, you are placing a fence on that chair, and Jesus cannot sit there. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it to keep hatred in your heart? Jesus deserves first place every day. Every second of every day. Just like the lepers, we can stay at a distance or we can draw near. Amen? We can stay at a distance or we can draw near. We can stay at a distance and say, thanks God, my my testimony is I'm healed. Or I can come back into the house of God weekly and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Because an attitude of gratitude draws God's attention. Amen? Who wants a spoiled brat? You know, I have two children. I'm sure you have children as well. And we have to teach them to be grateful for what they have. We need to teach them that everything they have comes from the hand of God. But we need to teach ourselves as well that everything we have comes from the hand of God. And we need to teach ourselves just like we teach our children. You know, if your child doesn't say thank you, like, say thank you. Say that just one more time. Please just just repeat that, you know. (laughs) But with God, we don't come and we say thank you. And that was our whole theme for this morning. Are you the one? that just wants what God can give, or are you the one that wants God? I thank God in every circumstance. I thank God in every trial and tribulation. He says he will be with me. Whether I'm walking in the valley or I'm walking on the mountaintops, God is with me. Whether I'm trusting God for my healing or I have my healing, God is with me. Whether I have my breakthrough or not, God is with me. Do you understand how different life becomes? Women get empowered by the Holy Spirit again to walk like God walks. Because now we are not walking under the mantle and the chains of depression. We are walking in thankfulness for God. If you can take a step, you have a reason to say thank you to God. If you are breathing without a machine this morning, you have a reason to say thank you, Jesus. When you open your eyes and you can see color and you can see people, you can say, thank you, Jesus. Whether you're sitting on a chair or lying down, you can say, thank you, Jesus. Because there are many on this earth right now that are trusting God for that. That it's difficult to open their eyes. That it's difficult to breathe. That it's difficult to walk. Amen? But we forget so many times a very important thing. We forget that Jesus loves us. 
Jesus loves us. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.